Paratopia. It's a sad day, a forlorn day. <laughs> Jeff Ritzman has passed away. Oh, shut up. No, wait. <laughs> there you are. Yeah, I've passed away. Jeff, why are we doing um, why are we doing a, a a duet this week and not not having a guest? I don't know. I, I think we should. Um, uh, well, I mean, I, I wanted to kind of have a uh, a little discussion about uh, something I don't I don't guess a lot of shows talk about, which is the impact on uh, studying the paranormal like we do and and putting the effort into looking at all this stuff. And then what it ultimately does to you uh, personally, to your life. Um, you know, being as engrossed in it as we are, I think that uh, I think uh, I think we, we've we've held on to semi-normal lives, but I think ultimately, it uh, you, you, your life does pay a price, does it not? Do you feel like you have? Do you, I mean, do you feel like your life has paid a price for this? Um, I, I feel like I can see it that way if I want to see it that way. Uh. Uh-huh. But if I do see it that way, then that creates a nightmare for me. Then you're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ladies well, and gentlemen, no, I won't be leaving. Jeremy will be exiting the show tonight. No, I mean, there's no way. Not even. I'm not even talking about the show. I mean, there's no. I can't leave my life. Like, I've got this energy that's active in me. And right. so for better or for worse, as far as I know, that's there perpetually, right? So yeah. Yeah, sure. there's no turning back now. <laughs> so I, can, yeah, I can't afford to say that was a mistake, you know? Right. Right, right. I mean, but do you think that your like your personal life has suffered at all before you know with this stuff, or your professional life, or? And I mean, you're a writer, so I mean, writers are allowed to be weirdos. So are artists. So we're lucky in that respect. But yeah, it, no, it, I don't think so. I mean, I certainly have not been rejected for jobs or anything like that because of this. Right. Um, as far as I know, and um, no, I would say. I would I would say nothing nothing so damaging that I walk around with it and go God this is ruining my life. I right. mean there have of course right. been moments there have been spats with family members and arguments with friends right. and things like that. But um, you know if it wasn't this it would have been something else. I mean I can't say it was extraordinarily bad for me. Well, I actually have to say I think you know part of this epiphany came for me when I went to a uh, a high school reunion this past weekend and. Um, I think it was, and this wasn't like a like your super duper official high school uh, reunion. This was more like a um, like a clique, you know, people from my gang, you know, getting together in the upstairs room of this uh, of this uh, restaurant slash bar in Baltimore. And you know, I just kind of in talking to some of them, you know, seeing that you know some of the guys and girls that I went to school with, um, just just. Uh, I don't know, in these very, what seems like really good lives, I mean, they're all doing very well, and they have children, and, uh, you know, their own jobs. The, 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 the one guy I used to hang around with, he now has a business where he basically chases geese off of people's property with dogs. I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool job, I think. I think that'd be pretty neat. Go get him, yeah! You know, and, but... But it, it kind of like when I left there, I was kind of like it's kind of like this solemn thing for me because I, you know, when you really don't see people for twenty five years or so, and then you reconnect with them, it's like you really feel your age. You really feel like man, you know, this is going by. I mean, is this life thing is happening? You know, I don't think you recognize that so much in daily life as you do, 
you know, seeing people you haven't seen in 25 years that you were ultra tight with in high school. And it was just this really, you know, weird experience. And then, you know, I, I just, I just came home and I sat for a while and I started taking stock of, uh, you know, what I'm doing and, and in, in the art world and what I'm doing at work and, and what I'm doing at home with the family. You know, I mean, it's like being involved in all this, you know, I'm either watching or reading or doing the show and I realize, you know, I work until 7 p.m. at night, and then I come home, I do that, and I go to bed. Eventually, you realize you're spending very little time doing anything else. Um, and, and for me, that's like, that's when, when I notice it, that's when I say, this is the point where I need to take a break from this and, uh, uh, and focus on my artwork, doing, you know, building guitars. If that's what I'm going to be doing, then that's what I'm going to focus on. And spending time with Lisa and Cody and uh, and doing stuff, you know, I mean, the boys picked up bass guitar really well. I want to play with them, you know? It's like, you know, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I just want to be able to come home and take hours upon end to do. And, uh, you know, and I made a, a pretty good splash with the guitar thing there for a while. And it's like I just, I got hired away from that to a new job. It's a high-pressure job. It d- demands a lot of hours and uh, and a lot of my, I guess, my, um, I don't know, I guess any creative person is going to understand when you do something all day and then you come home, it's not like, boy, I can't wait to create some more. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I'm done. Right. You know? So it's like, and, I, and that kind of thing is like debilitating to somebody like me who has all of these ideas floating around in his head all the time and can't ever make any of them you know, bear fruit. And, and it's like, this is just what I want to do for, I don't know, the next X amount of weeks. I just want to take them and, and do life things. And, uh, and I think, you know, that that's essentially the crux of it. I mean, when I notice that I'm spending an inordinate amount of time doing stuff and, and focusing on this stuff and even interacting with it to a certain degree. And I won't say that any experience has been, you know, debilitating or any, I mean, it's nothing like that. This is just more, Knowing that I'm 42 years old and, you know, I've spent more of my life doing this than not doing it. <laughs> and it's like, is it so bad if I take two two months or something and just do, do what I want to do for a while? I mean, I don't think that's such a bad thing. No. Just to kind of like recenter, recenter things, you know. And and uh, and I think George Hansen ultimately is, is right when he says, you know, that people who study this for years on end and are involved with it for years on end that your ultimately your your life your personal life uh at least for my money seems to take a back seat and and you i don't know you come to this kind of weird place where you go hey guess what there is this is this is really important stuff but there is other things to do there are other feel things like to- that's it, it, for me um because I don't have a family that that happens mm-hmm. in any situation I'm in so that when I was uh, like working at MTV, that mm-hmm. became my life, you know. And and right. that, of course, those are all people my age, so it was um, easy to have a circle of friends that are your age, and you end up hanging out with each other and, right. and clicky and all that. So that became my life when I was doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this yeah. becomes my life when I immerse myself in this because I don't have right. I don't have anything else to then step out of it and go, oh, there's my wife and my child. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah. like, I'm used to that. I, I think I, I'm okay with that. You know, it's I think, funny. If you had asked me, like, in high school how I am with this stuff or college, I would have been, like, a suicidal wreck. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I think it, uh, I, I don't know. I think it might bear dif- differently on single people than married people. I don't know. Maybe, you know, you just realize that, um, I don't know, maybe it was just one of those things where it's just like going to a funeral. I, I guess a funeral could have equaled to the reunion kind of epiphany for me. It's like, Hey, you know, everybody's getting older. Nobody lives forever. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, um, what, what I, I, I love studying the paranormal stuff. I love talking about it. I love doing this show. Um, but I also love to paint. I love the airbrush. I love to build guitars. I love to spend time with my family. I love my wife. I love my son. And it's like you realize that, you know, at a certain point, at least for me, it feels like those things are taking the backseat while the other thing seems to dominate. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how I felt about it. And I'm like looking at all my classmates and going, man, we're... We look. We all look okay. We're okay, but it's like, damn. And there were a couple of people that I found out at this reunion that I didn't know had died, and um, you know, and that, that too is like, you know, just just kind of one of those things where you go, can I not take a couple of months and just do life stuff? Yeah, yeah, I should, and I I am, and uh, and really not more or less ignore this stuff for a while because I need to get. Uh, I don't know. You feel I, – I mean I personally feel like I just go completely out of alignment for a while mm-hmm. you know, with this stuff. It's like I lose a sense of – I don't want to call it obsession because it's not really obsession. But it's more of a uh, – like you're consumed by it in some way uh, in that it, it tends to take up a lot of your time and a lot of your thought process. And, uh, um, and in a lot of ways – that's beneficial to me because it does make me think deeper. It does make me think more in more complex ways, which is good. I think ultimately that's good brain food, but it, it's, it's what's going on while the focus of your intention, it's what's going on behind you that is, seems to be lacking in certain ways, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's, that's what I did. And I, you know, I did this a while back because, you know, some stuff in ufology actually scared me. And I walked away from it for a number of years. And I certainly don't want to do that again. Because as I said, it does interest me. I do love looking at it. I don't always love interacting with it. But, you know, be that as it is, that's, that's, that's going to happen regardless. But I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things where I know, I know when it's time to, to kind of step back and take stock of what we're doing. And... Um, and there's even stuff that I've been wanting to do for this show, like get our new website done, get our files transferred so we can have all our episodes up. And it's like, what am I supposed to have time to do this when all I'm doing is coming home, eating dinner, and falling asleep in the fart chair? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I seriously think that, that Paratopia has been a huge success and uh, – and I want to see it keep going, and I want to expand some. I mean, we've talked about doing listener blogs, and we've talked about doing listener-submitted video work and all that kind of – I want to do that, you know? But it's like, I don't know. You can't do everything and then spend time with your family and go to go to work and have a job and pay bills and all of that stuff. I mean, it's just – I don't know. Maybe it's that I want to do too much with my life, but the paranormal stuff just seems to consume a lot of time. I – um I got an email from uh, Mark Nesbitt, and uh, uh, this was probably the first time that that we had really had any kind of dialogue since our stayover. You know, because they they had 
to finish out their season of tours and all of that, and 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 just to let you know how how much time you can suck up with the paranormal. Here it is. <laughs> he says, "Hey, why don't you stop over Saturday? You know, and and uh, we'll go over what stuff you guys found at the." At the uh, at the vigil that night, and so on and so forth, and I went over there. I think it was like one thirty. I left at seven thirty. <laughs> I mean, it was like I, I mean, we just burned up the time like no tomorrow. I mean, he and I just talking and talking and talking, and and uh, and so you know, yeah, you you can burn up an afternoon in a, in short order, um, and that's just a you know, that's just a, a good example of. Uh, of how quickly time can just blow by you and think about doing that. I mean, pretty much every night of the week I'm coming home, I'm cracking open either something you, you've given me to read, either the, the uh, Kirsten Murdy stuff or, or I'm cracking open a, an old UFO book or I'm reading some of Whitley stuff and, or I'm watching uh, documentary stuff or I'm, I'm hunting through old files that I've, I've had that I think might be pertinent to what we're doing. And, uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, the only way I can explain it is that it does take up a lot of time because I've I've gotten a couple of cases from Above Top Secret to to look at that I've been doing and and writing uh, for our newly founded uh, Associated Content um, Outlet. <laughs> you know, I mean, I want to do all that stuff, but it's like we want to make them the anti-examiner. Yeah. <laughs> um. And that's, uh, you know, and that's pretty much, uh, you know, what I'm doing, which is, I think, uh, what is it, next week we've got uh, an interview that we're both going to do, and then the weekend after that we've got another one we're both going to do. So essentially, <laughs> so I'm, be here for those two months. I'm, yes. I'm really not doing anything. <laughs> uh, no, but no, just I, uh, to be clear, so, because yeah. we've sort of been going on without any real context, uh, Jeff is taking. Yeah an unspecified amount of time off, but intermittently coming back to do things, do episodes within yeah. those maybe couple months. Um, but we're not going away. I'm going to have guest, uh, guest co-hosts during that time. Right. Um, right. So there you go. So look forward to not just surprise guests, but surprise co-hosts as well. And they may decide that while I'm gone that, hey, guess what? Paratopia is better off without him. No, actually, what will happen is everyone will be like, we miss Jeff. We hate this. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. They'll be comparing them to you every time. Uh, well, I mean, it, um, you know, I mean, like I said, it's not that big a deal. I guess I'm making it sound a lot more dramatic and awful than it is. But, you know, it's just uh, it's just taking a step back for a couple of months and smelling the roses of life. Right. That's really it in a nutshell. So I'm sure the paraturds will all be rejoicing that I'm separating myself from you. <laughs> if only for a couple of months. So, yes. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plaster casters over on that other show's board will right. surely have a conspiracy theory as to. I'm you, sure. Maybe you've become more grounded and you've seen the light Way from yeah. the airy fairy new age hucksterisms right. and because you're a nut and <laughs> I don't want to be associated with you anymore. That's it, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that is decidedly not it. Uh, although this week has been a little weird because uh, we haven't really talked on the phone that much this week. I mean, very short periods, and then I come home and fall asleep. 
Um, that's the problem right there. <laughs> well, well, were, it is you the were problem. Really sick for like two weeks and then yep. uh, tired. So basically, you're sick and tired. Well, yeah. Me. I mean, uh, uh, now, um, I think my sleep pattern's really screwed up because I am up late usually, you know, doing stuff and um, and usually not. Not the things I've listed, not painting, not drawing, not any of that, just uh, thinking or watching stuff. Or I mean, again, it's just like I need to just back off and sit with an airbrush in my hand for a good three hours a night and go to bed. And, and I'm also changing my entire diet, which is another thing that's got me. You are? Um, to what? Uh, no Pepsi. Very little in the way of nicotine tablets. I'm down to like four or five a day now. <laughs> Except for the reunion, which I went hog wild and nearly made myself sick with them. You know, I mean, just really trying to uh, to to go to bed at a decent hour. Just try to be normal, you know? Not living every night like a frat party. You know, it's like, <laughs> maybe that would be good. Um <laughs> Maybe it would be good to sleep and not get up and open the refrigerator and get a piece of cold pizza out, <laughs> shave, shower, shit, go to work. <laughs> you know? I don't know what about that will be good, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's uh, – I just – I've been trying to eat my vegetables and Lisa's been shoving broccoli down my throat at regular intervals. So, um, you know, it's all of that. It's about, you know, just – trying to get my my life centered a little bit and um and it's not just the paranormal stuff there's been other issues that have you know that have just kind of come to light and um diet uh exercising eating right eating normally i mean all that stuff it's just my life is just it's so compounded with so many different things and so many different things i want to do that i don't i don't do what i'm supposed to do and that's what i'm trying to do is just kind of recenter myself and in uh, some sense of normalcy. And, and again, I mean, I'll point out, I wasn't like this when I was away from this subject. <laughs> you know, I didn't eat stupid. I didn't uh, get up and go, hey, you know what is a great option for instead of oatmeal, peanut butter candy cakes. Um, I, I didn't do that back then because I wasn't staying up until two or three o'clock in the morning and all that kind of stuff. So. That's that's what's I mean that's essentially it. It's it's not that big a deal. I'm not going to be gone that long, but it's just you know I want people to know that that ultimately this stuff ends up taking a toll one way or another. And at some point, everybody should be taking some sort of break from it, mm-hmm. you know, including you. Um, Thanks, Dad. Ah, uh, really? I mean, you know, I think when you begin to take on the appearance of uh, John Belushi is when I feel you should most take a step back and. <laughs> And reassess your well, values. That would Some... be a step back from unemployment. Is what that <laughs> oh, <to> okay. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> so, um, so aside from that, um, so I'll still be around, but uh, I'll be infrequent. Let's put it that way. I'll be infrequently absent for the next couple of months. Very good. But I will be working on, when I come back, launching the new site and all that good stuff. So there's much to look forward to. I'll be talking to Jeremy every day still and all of that, so I'll still be bugging the hell out of him. Yes. Um, but he's going to have the he's going to have control of the show for a while. So I'd like to I'd like wow. to really I'd like to put a disclaimer in here that my views are not necessarily represented by anything <laughs> Mr. Vaney may say or Watch do me on the show. Destroy this show! I can't. Wait. <laughs> 
when I come back, I'll be like the guy in Walking Tall. I'll be carrying a two-by-four and no shirt. Uh, <laughs> and that, that can't be good for business, and that can't be good for anyone. Uh, so, anyway. Well, in our time here, uh, yeah. what, do you, what do you want to talk about? Should we... I, I just have some random things that I, I wanted to, I don't know, address or not really even address. It's not that drastic, but just I wanted to point out that today Whitley Strieber on his Facebook said that he has bought the URL for 2012theparty.com <laughs> and that on December 21st, 2012, he wants to throw a huge virtual and real party, uh, which I think is hysterical. And, and I'll, I'll be there. If I remember, I'll be what, there. What are we... What are we going? I mean, yeah, yeah. So we should do something party? like like live from. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Yeah. It's December twenty first, so it's not the it's not New Year's. So it'd be funny right. to do like a live from New York and a live from Maryland, and like you know, do reports of what it's like on the street. And there's you know nobody around because it's not really New Year. It's like just right. nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that 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 Twitter post or whatever it was where he said he bought that. So. Yeah, that'll be a party. Everybody kind of sitting around staring at each other, waiting to evaporate. <laughs> you know, I, mean. I also wanted to thank somebody. I think their name was Corvus, who's someone new to our forum, who basically said that that listening to the show has changed his or her mind. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone's anonymous on the internet, um, but right. That that listening to the show that or or that we've opened his mind, you know, and um, is starting huh. to see all of this stuff in a new way. And I I just want to say cheers to that because I feel like that has been that's the goal. That's the goal, and you don't know that's the goal until you hear it. Like of yeah. all the compliments that that we do get, to one. me that's the one that's like wow, you know, we really are yeah. affecting people. And yeah. I, I guess I mentioned this because you know uh, last week we we did the. Um, the Barbara Three Crow episode, and I threw in at the end. Uh, well, now I want to have you tell your, you know, after telling the Kogi story and some of her background, you know, tell the story about the, the the blonde who comes into your art gallery with a box and you know, right, does right. this strange sort of trippy thing. Um, and and um, basically, I mean, my point, my my setup for that in saying that that a lot of people need to be grounded in something in order to believe it, and for some reason they find that less new agey than, um, for instance, out-of-body experience or talking about crystals or whatever. Right. Um, is just to be aware of how you think about things. Like, I think it's really important to be aware of and And as if to prove my point, you know, after a couple of posts where I started to feel guilty because they were like, the posts were basically saying, I don't know why you threw that caveat in there because... Um, we didn't find anything that, that you guys were talking about new agey. It was a great episode, blah, blah, blah. It then sort of devolved into, well, one conversation of people who were like, wow, that blonde story was amazing. And the other, uh, the people who don't understand indigenous thought and just think that I'm suffering from liberal guilt by even bringing these topics up. Um, or at least that's my takeaway from that type of conversation that we were having on the forum. (laughs) Um, it just, it's like, there it is. That's exactly what I was getting at. You know, it's like, why, why can, why are we so restricted even on a show that talks about, uh, throwing out the box and opening your mind and thinking outside and all that stuff. Why are we still restricted in some ways to 
having to think of, even in terms of the Western mind, like, like it's okay to talk about these alien things so long as it's real to us. And what makes it real to us, unfortunately, is still nuts and bolts aliens uh-huh. um, on the one hand. But what really trumps that and what really makes it all real is fear. And if you don't have a story that's fear and or nuts and bolts grounded in some way, then a lot of people just can't handle it. And then you have these indigenous people who say, yeah, we live with this. Or, yeah, our minds are completely working differently than yours because we come from a different place. We come from the heart. Or, you know, in the case of the Kogi, they, you know, hole up their uh, young for nine nine, nine to 18 years, whichever. I mean, she had said nine, and then I saw something else that said 18 I saw that too, yeah. It sounds disgusting. It sounds horrible to us. I mean, do they have a fire in that cave or what? I mean, <laughs> is there any light? Well, that's the thing. Who knows? Like, how do we know? We don't really know. All we know is what we've been told, and that's going to be the surface level of what's going on. <clears throat> and right. Right. to us, that sounds disgusting. But to me, Miley Cyrus dancing on a stripper pole on top of oh. a, an ice cream cart at the Kids' Choice Awards on Nickelodeon is disgusting. So, you know, right. to each their own. Uh, that's know. just us, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, my point yeah. is, is, is that when when I say like, okay, you know, or and I, I'm going to include you in this. When we say uh, uh-huh. to question the way you think, it doesn't just mean from within your own terms. I mean, you've got to really break out of your own terms. There's a big, broad world out there with all sorts of people coming from a place of rationality and a place of heart and a place of this, that, and the other. And you know, it's time to step out of that box too and just look at all of these different points of view and see what what rings true in them and what doesn't but not from our culturally biased perspective yeah and and definitely don't hide just on another note behind saying saying you feel guilty you know when the world is going to hell in a handbasket and it's definitely somebody's fault ours that right. has nothing to do with guilt that has to do with taking responsibility if you don't feel empathy for the people you're mowing over, if you don't feel anything about uh, killing your own self and your own kids, which is right. eventually what we're going to be doing, um, then that makes you a psychopath. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way. There's no other way to say that. That's not a conservative liberal issue. That's a psychological. You have problems not seeing people as objects issue. Right. And I mean, I'll be bringing I think... more of that attitude when Jeff's gone. Oh wait, no. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Paralytopia, what? Um, no, I think um, I, I think even from the most you know simplistic view of people talking about the Kogi, it's like I, I was talking to somebody uh, a couple of days ago about that show and about these people and what they do and and uh, you know how they see themselves as, as more or less like caretakers of the planet. That's that type of thing and. Uh, uh, and the, I don't know. I, I don't know if you could call it a hardship when you are sequestered for nine years. If that be the case in a cave, it's just the way it is, you know. And and uh, where did the guy says, well, where do these people live? I said they live on this mountain. I mean, it's like you know, uh, and they've been there for for just for they've been there forever, and uh, uh, and they really are in, in, insanely spiritual people, and. Uh, uh, refer to us as the younger brothers or the little brothers, and we're the ones that are fucking everything up, and they're the ones that are trying to fix it. And we've got to the point now where 
they don't know if they can fix it anymore. Um, and some of them believe they can and should keep doing that, so on and so forth. And this person says to me, what do you think they eat up there? <laughs> yeah. And I said, I said, you know what? Thank you. And I walked away because <laughs> it proves my entire point. You know, I felt like saying, I don't know, there's probably a Burger King down the road or something. I mean, I, the, the idea of most people, I think, in Western society to think about a tribe like that is so completely alien to them because they live in a house. They go to the grocery store. They get their food or they go to the restaurant. They get their food. They go camping and they take everything but the kitchen sink with them. You know, they take a, a you know, a, a big kitchen apparatus and some kind of wet sink and, <laughs> you know, and all this. And it's like, if they had to stay out there longer than their rations held out for, well, they're fucked. They got to go home, right? Climb in the Tahoe, kids. We got to go back. For these people, this is all they've ever known. So when you want to talk about living in an alien world, that's it. You know, you can live right on Earth and live in a completely alien world. These people live... In the wilderness, they are, and I, and I truly believe that that is their hugest connection to the earth, is that they live in nature, just like the Native American peoples did, just like hundreds of other tribes probably have done. But to us, that's such an alien concept, to live in nature and grow your own food, kill your own meat. The whole bit is just so completely outside the, the, the sphere of so many people that to try to get into the deeper aspects of that culture, you know, just forget about it. Well, and then they, you want to they can't get past the food thing. And then you want, and you know, well, geez, and then it becomes that arrogant thing of, well, if they have something real to say, why don't they just say it? Why don't they? Right. Come, some, someone said, "Come assimilate into our culture." It's like, oh yeah, that, that's a great what? idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come be fucked up with us. <laughs> you insane. Yeah. I mean, and it just it, it takes. It takes a lot less time to just turn off the computer at that point than try to explain to somebody right. yeah. what seems to be obvious. But so, yeah. you know, I tried a little and then I gave up because there's just no point. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. It, it's a weird thing of, again, I mean, I, I just want to get back to this issue of, of really um, it's cultural uh, racism and it's probably accidental, you know, like I don't think it's a conscious act necessarily, no, I but I think it, 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 you see it when you think of it this way. Jeremy, and, and here that's me, is uh, crazy. <laughs> I've got uh. a crazy energy in me, and I can project outwardly this stuff that's inside of me. Uh, I figured this out. And I can tell you all kinds of crazy stories and, and, and all of that stuff. And presumably because you follow the show, you believe me. And you believe me because I speak the same language as you. Now, if these people are, are uh, or any people, are way more advanced than that with their craziness, then and, and I tap into that, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to be like, wow, guys, I went to the Aluna, and I met the Kogi, and I met aliens, and I saw angels, and all of this stuff. And I'll say it to you in a way that you will, again, understand and believe because I'm at heart a rational person, I think, or at least a pretty clear person when I speak. And so I'll give that to you, and you will relate to it, and you'll believe me, because you do. If I'm the Kogi and I say that, oh, all hell breaks loose. Who the hell are they? What do they know? Blah, blah, blah. So does it really take me to break through to what they're doing for it to be real for you? 
I mean, it just makes no sense to me. I mean, this is their way of life. This is what they've been doing for hundreds or thousands of years or whatever. Yeah. Why Why are we not taking them at their word, but you'll take my me at my word? That's that leftover Euro. It, it's that leftover Euro trash ideal of savages. <laughs> well, right. As soon as you say tribe, <laughs> as, you, as soon as you say a tribe of people, what comes to mind? I mean, it's like danger backwards. island from the banana splits or something. Yeah, <laughs> backwards, uh, unevolved, primitive people. That's what comes to mind for most people, I think, is primitive, uh, steeped in superstition and mumbo-jumbo, you know? And there may be superstition and, and st- I mean, it's not to idealize a society. Like, I don't idealize any society. I don't say they all have answers in every quadrant. I mean, I think everything no. is holistic, right? And right. so you can be unevolved in some ways and evolved in others. And I think it's pretty clear that the Kogi from anything I've heard and from watching that documentary are spiritually evolved. That doesn't mean they're yeah. evolved in their rational capacity. They haven't invented the car, for instance. Right. Um, but so what, you know, what does that mean? It's not like they need to invent. What's the it car. mean? What's it mean? <laughs> they dodged a serious bullet. That's yeah. what that means. <laughs> you I know mean, what I'm saying? We, yeah. But we take like, like certain things for granted as better than, and they're not better than they're just, what we needed for the, you know, as soon as you invent shoes and pavement, uh, all of the rest of these quote unquote needs follow, you know, uh, if you don't invent those things, then you don't need to invent all of this other structural stuff. Like you say, you put a tribesman and a Westerner in the woods and you, like you just said, give them soles on their shoes and, and a road and the Westerner will go progress (laughs) and the native will go, Nothing good can come from this. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just the way it works. I mean, you know, and it's not it's not hanging on to old ideals. It's that, you know, they I think uh I think they can clearly see that our way of life has not worked exactly to the benefit of everyone, you know, whereas uh in their society it probably does. I mean, it probably their society probably works pretty well. And and what I watched I watched uh was up on our message board. Somebody from the TED conference um, talking, you know, somewhat about the Kogi and, yeah. and the fact that all of these, all of these uh, cultures are are dying out, you know, and that's a problem, <laughs> you know, and why it's a problem. And he very well received. Really, I mean, a great speaker too. I mean, he really uh, he really laid out the case for these these cultures disappearing and and why it's why it's a bad thing. Why it's not. Uh, not good to lose this kind of uh, whatever they know, you know, I, I think ultimately everybody benefits from that somewhere down the line. And, uh, and the thought of losing a lot of these people is, is not, is not in our best interest. I don't think. So, um, there's that, there's that. Well, I just want to say, I guess I just want to, uh, throw in one last bit, which is, um, cause somebody brought up the fact that they, seem like they, they have gender roles, you know, patriarchal society with gender roles. And it's like as soon uh-huh. as Americans hear that, we, we think the worst, you know, we think sexism and, and all that. Right. But that's that's our stuff, you know, that's our issue. That's not – there are some gender roles that can be healthy. I, I know nobody likes to hear that, but there are societies that do that, and it's not – the same as, say, Afghanistan, where women are oppressed and blah, 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 due to some religious interpretation of a book, 
you know, these are like agreed upon gender roles um, based on the ways of the masculine feminine um, that they see in nature, you know? Right. So I think that that is completely different. You know, one is like delusional sick and one is a natural outgrowth of observation. Um, yeah. That you can give or take, you know, it's not a good or bad. Mm. It's they've agreed upon it and therefore it's just fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- so I, again, I don't know. It's just like, you got to get out of your head that way. And then also uh, with, with all this stuff in general, you know, with, um, now I, I posted a thing uh, that actually Ted Rowe sent me because he likes oh. to monitor what Michael Sal is doing and send me stuff oh. for fun. And so Jesus. I was always into the most new agey, hippie, trippy crap. Uh, and this guy, right. uh, Br- I think his name was Bracco from Croatia, oh, that- who, who looks like Fabio. Okay. And his whole thing is he stares at you and you, the middle-aged women, presumably, uh, feel a tingly sensation and then a healing. So his whole job is to stare at you. He comes out on stage and he just stares with a sort of, not really a smile, just sort of a neither here nor there look up on his face. Like, much like you would expect Dare I ask- a model. Yeah. Dare I ask, where do the cougars tingle? <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. Oh my God! So this well, is what, what are I'm we doing on about. this show? Well, right. I mean, why aren't we bo- <laughs> why aren't we bottling that? Jeff and I will stare at you for a hundred dollars. Um, right. <laughs> well, and, and it's even worse than that because apparently he does this. He'll do this online through webcam, and um, some of the people say that that it's not live. So. You're paying for a pre-recording of Rocco staring at you because you think you're going to get some healing uh, out of that. That is what I mean by New Age woo. I think like that's an example that we can all see is complete crap. That doesn't mean that everyone who has a positive experience in life or doesn't need medication for depression uh, is a fraud. You see, right. because I think that there's this whole sect and the show that will not be named certainly promotes that, that you basically have to be clinically depressed to uh, be authentic, to have any emotional authenticity to you. And I think we're seeing right. now with what's going on with David Jacobs, one of their favorites, uh, that that this is becoming troublesome. Uh, I don't know if you've been following yeah. this, Jeff. Have yes, you? I have. Uh, yeah. Emma Woods, who I'd love to get on the show, but obviously... She doesn't want to do any show right now. Um, she's thinking of taking hmm. legal action against David Jacobs because he has allegedly, we'll throw that out there, implanted in her um, the hypnotic suggestion that she has multiple personality disorder and that he doesn't believe in alien abductions and that his next book is going to be about that. And all, so he said all of this to her while she was under hypnosis, uh, according to her, because he believes that through her somehow, I don't remember what the backstory is, but that the aliens might figure out that he's on to them. And so he's trying to throw them a hypnotic curveball. So the next time they read her memory, they'll see David Jacobs, they'll be tricked by this, these brilliant aliens, they'll be tricked by oh. this, and they won't abduct Jacobs and, what, erase his memory, eat him, whatever it is, kill, because he knows kill too him, much. Yeah. It's like, are you yeah. insane? And the answer is yes. If that's true, you are insane. And I've heard the, the hypnosis tapes. And I don't know any other way to construe that. I would love to hear what Jacob's backpedaling will be. <laughs> I'd love to hear what his I don't think you'll is. hear. I don't think you're going to hear any. I don't think you're. I think he's just going to fade away. Uh, I really do. Well, uh, I think if I this mean, became that, a legal issue, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. 
but here we are again. Yeah. You've got this guy who is, I mean, when you think of someone who promotes only fear and, and quote unquote, nuts and bolts, as nuts and bolts as hypnotically retrieved memories can, can give you, uh, you yeah. think David Jacobs. And now he's yeah. succumbing to this. I'm sure George Hansen is like masturbating thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, George. Sorry. <laughs> ah, the trickster. There it is. The trickster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there it is. So lots that's of why boxes I'm, that's to why I'm taking. Of. That's why I'm taking a break. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. I'm out of here for a couple of months. See you around. <laughs> you know. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? It's like I heard Phil Class years and decades ago say that all of these people using this regressive hypnotherapy garbage one day will wind up being sued for what they're doing. And now it's starting to finally happen. You know, not that it probably hasn't happened before. It probably has, but not to any of these pinnacle researchers, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I can't say I'm surprised. I can't say that it was like, Oh my God, really? No, I completely, I can totally see it. You know, if that, if it's all true, I can completely see that being the case. This is precisely another reason why it's good to take a step back because, you know what, Jeremy, let's let's face facts, at least in the ufological end of things here. I don't think I've ever seen it so retarded. <laughs> I mean, really, have you? Wait, Rahm Emanuel just got in trouble for using that word. Well, uh, well I don't mean it in the <laughs> sense. <laughs> but now you do. <laughs> now. Neither did he. Cut but that out. <laughs> Three, two, one. I'm just kidding. I mean, really, I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong. Have you ever seen, in ufological terms, anything so ridiculous as ufology is these days? I mean, really? I, I mean, it's reached it's reached a plateau level of re, of. I ever said it re, of retardation. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm it sorry just is to what say it that. Is. Well, if you, I mean, def- if you define retardation as mental challenge, <laughs> as most of us do, then yes, just 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 <laughs> just completely off the skids is the way I'm I'm looking at uf- ufology these days. It's completely off the skids. I mean, it's a I, I and it, it's ultimately to me, it's just like my head just wants to pop. I'm so sick of it all, you know. And Ted Phillips, somebody wrote me about Ted Phillips today. Why is his website down? I said. I don't know. You know, there's a couple of things I could surmise, but I'm not going to, you know, say publicly what I think of that. But I mean, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a guy who was grounded, who was good at what he did, who's been doing it for decades, longer than anybody else, for that matter. I mean, and now I feel like he's just he's gone. (laughs) I mean, he's gone. The reasons behind it, I have no idea. But Marley Woods, what's going on there? We don't know. I mean, all these great things are coming up, and we're just they're just slipping through the fingers here. You know, what is going on? Nobody seems to think critically about any of this yeah, shit this anymore. This is just it. I mean, you've got – gee, I hate to pick on Michael Sala. No, I don't. Michael <laughs> Sala, once another brilliant article uh, someone pointed out to me, was um, – the one, and I, I put this on the form. I don't even think you saw it yet, Jeff. Where I said, "Jeff, we need your photo analysis stat." Uh huh. One of the speakers at this horseshit conference he's a part of, 
<laughs> Don't is, hold back. Is doing analysis on this photo, and they show the photo, and it's a photo of an alien, Jeff. It's okay. a photo of an alien that they show, and the photo go, is basically Randy Quaid in ball hugging shorts with a small tree from Home Depot in the foreground and some tall trees in the background, and we're supposed to believe that this guy is something on the uh, you know between eight and ten feet tall, and therefore an alien. <laughs> And it's just a human. It's just a dude. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, this this is this is the stuff that's like flash. This just in. Aliens captured. <laughs> where, where is this? In UFOs and aliens? Uh, no, I'm, I'm I actually looking, put it in no. uh, breaking news as a joke. Oh, breaking news, eh? Continue to discuss this hilarity whilst I look. <laughs> um, I think you just need to see it for yourself. Michael Sala is a shameless whore, you right? Yes, well, uh, I'm a fan of pulling punches. I performed an extensive analysis of this photo, and in my professional opinion, this is real. <laughs> Sincerely, Ella Harris. No, actually, Wonka 3. A little jerk there. Yeah, please, okay. give us your professional analysis oh. of that photo, Jeff. Well, it's a guy. <laughs> right! What right. the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> and you people wonder why I need a couple of months off? <laughs> I don't think are, anybody wonders. Are you absolutely shitting me? I, I wish I were shitting you. It's a guy. <laughs> it's a guy. He's got van shoes on. <laughs> and he looks like he's drank a little too much beer. <sighs> What? What? I mean, what? <laughs> but it's really a picture tall. of... See that small tree in the foreground? He's really yeah. tall. I mean, why not, the tr- why not put it's Matchbox cars at his feet and say he's Godzilla? Picture of Godzilla found. That is, that is without question, the most ridiculous, stupid <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, ever. <laughs> Enjoy your Alleged time. photo of E.T. to be analyzed by Professor Brecchia at upcoming conference. What are you going to analyze about that? <laughs> it's a dude. <sighs> There's nothing special about this man. This looks like any snapshot anyone could take in their backyard of a man with his trees. It's a shrub in the foreground. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Am I missing something? I mean, am I looking at the right thing? He's wearing a gray shirt. That's it. And like, and like, shorts. Yes. (laughs) Read the article. No. (laughs) No, I won't. No, thanks, really. Well, I just want to get to that. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's accidentally a photo of the the guy who's going to analyze it. (laughs) Which would be great, too. God damn, I would hope. He led a Professor Stefano Breccia led a distinguished career as an electrical engineer and taught at a number of universities in Italy and Europe before his retirement. Uh, according to the professor, some of the extraterrestrials were over eight foot tall and allowed themselves to be photographed. In early January, he will travel to the U.S. to prevent, present, uh, prevent, we would hope he would prevent it, but <laughs> no, present evidence for this remarkable conclusion. He's a keynote presenter at the annual Earth Transformation Conference. Please remind me not to go to that. <laughs> that brings together pioneers in new science, alternative healing, human consciousness, and extraterrestrial contact. 
alleged photo of E.T. to be analyzed by Professor Breccia. Right. That's what the it's a dude. says. <laughs> uh, what's, what's really priceless is the comment section. This is all at theexaminer.com, by the way. Let's give them a plug because they yeah, do some really, really fantastic stuff from the likes of Michael Sala and Alfred Weber. If you ever need a good laugh. Or, uh, from Jeremy Vaney? Wow, I never thought I'd see proof of alien contact in my lifetime, but here it is. I always suspected Randy Quaid was one of them. <laughs> uh, I, I, shame on the examiner, it says here in the comments. <laughs> Someone actually said something if like... If that mofo is 10 foot tall, then how the hell does he blend in? This is so retarded. <laughs> He looks six foot. Six foot. That guy is six foot. I say he's about seven. <laughs> my favorite one is someone saying, uh, why did they erase my post? Michael Sally gets to say whatever he wants. Why can't I? <laughs> James says, so why is there nothing in the photo to indicate size for comparison? A normal sized person, a car, horse, dollar bill, anything verifiable? Anything? No, James. It's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Flynn says, rolling on floor laughing. How come the shadows of the trees go one way and his shadow goes another? Doctored. No, Vince. It's a dude. <laughs> Buffett says, that guy's going to be annoyed when he finds out somebody put his holiday photos online and people think he looks like an alien. Goddamn right, Buffett. Go tell him. <laughs> Question authority says, he looks pretty big, pretty, P-R-I-T-T-Y, <laughs> and sort of strange. <laughs> well, Jeremy, you wanted my professional opinion of this photo? Yes. Here it is. This man is alleged to be over eight feet tall. Am I correct in that assumption? It says here, over eight foot tall and allowed themselves to be photographed. Yes. Where do you get the stylish clothes? <laughs> the big and tall alien store. The big and tall alien store, that's correct. <laughs> and and by the way, the, the pants fit him perfectly. And uh, well, I don't know. I don't know about perfectly. Well, a little something going on in that crotch area. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> It's ridiculous. And, and that's, again, you know, no one need wonder why one must take a step back every so many years from this stuff. Because you hope and you pray to God uh, that you come back to this and, and, and somebody has bitch slapped all of these idiots and said, what are you doing? You know. But these are the you people wonder, who are uh, throwing conferences. These are the people oh, who yeah. are getting CNN. awards from Stephen Bassett for lifetime achievement of yeah, horseshit. Yeah, wit. Yeah, uh, you know, and then for some reason they 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 end up uh, throwing conferences in Europe and and getting uh, David Hasselhoff reception because people maybe see them on uh, CNN or whatever and think that they're the real deal, and they're not. They're just uh, full of shit. That's what <sighs> happened to the field. I mean, at least the field used to be. It used to be the people on TV meant what they were saying. Like whether you agree with uh, Kevin Randall well, or any of those guys, they at least had to memorize some facts that they believed in about MJ-12 well, or well, NASA footage or whatever. Well, let's say what we've really learned in the past 10 years about ufology, that it used to be, back in the day, 
maybe in most cases I would say that when you saw the alphabet soup after someone's name, PhD, Professor Emeritus, Professor whatever this, you know, whatever title they would, uh, uh, you know, allot themselves through education or higher learning, that stood for something. Nowadays, it don't mean shit. They're just as batshit as everybody else. Professor anything doesn't mean squat to me anymore. PhD after your name doesn't mean squat to me. There's PhDs who believe in the Meyer case. There's a professor with a distinguished career in electrical engineering who thinks a dude in a pair of fucking shorts and vans is an alien. (laughs) You know? I mean, these are people allegedly of accomplishment. Right. And look what they're doing. And here I am. I'm just a, a fucking artist with, uh, you know, just, I guess, enough, enough uh, you know, uh, subjective work in imaging that I know what I'm doing. And, uh, and if I go to argue against Professor Brucky or whatever the fuck his name is, I'm shit out of luck because he's a professor, distinguished, retired, and I'm just a guy. Right. <laughs> you know, it used to mean something when you had that kind of title. And it, it, we're learning slowly but surely, I hope, that this doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, PhD after your name doesn't mean shit uh, in this field because uh, people like this, you know, will take your PhD and wipe their ass with it and come up with crap like this, which unfortunately, you know, puts people like Dr. Bruce McAbee in a bad light because well, here's the he thing. has earned his stripes. He has the higher education. He is a brilliant man. And the same title could be applied to any number of fuckwits out there in ufology. <laughs> you know well, what I'm I saying? Think here's the difference is that before, in back in Maccabee's day, you had a, a bunch of letters after your name uh, and, and tackled this subject because people in academia rarely did and they were brave and, you know, they were. It, it, it's almost like if they were brave enough to step forward and do it. They had to kind of be good something. at what they did yeah. to do it. Um, and now it's like the difference is that now this guy, an accomplished electrical engineer, um, you know that there's another part of that sentence that begins with, until one day. <laughs> 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 yeah. And that's what it's turned into with all these guys. He ate too much fruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Dr. Stephen Greer was an accomplished emergency room physician. Until one day. And then we don't know what the right. rest of that sentence is. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I could. I can't believe I'm looking at this picture. I, I expected to see a guy with a mask or something on, or a rubber doll. This is a guy in his backyard. I mean... It, I mean, at least I when still, Paula Harris presented alien children photos, they had, like, kind of pointy ears and pretty skin. Right. This is just... Your uncle out in his backyard mowing the yeah. lawn, and you yeah, snapped a photo and said it was an alien. Or it's, or it's Chet from next next door showing off his uh, pruning of his uh, pine trees. <laughs> Look what I've mean. done. You know, it's Chet. God, what? Chet? Alien? Really? <laughs> Eight foot tall? He's not even six foot tall. What are we talking about here? Uh, it's just, it's just, it's painful. It's painful. And... And this is exactly what I'm talking about, although I must say, <laughs> this is light years beyond any other ridiculousness that I've seen in quite a long time. 
<laughs> I mean, folks, this is worse. This is worse than uh, Billy Hubcap Meyer, as far as I'm concerned. This is worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, because at least making the model. God, I hate to even defend Meyer in a jokey way. But at least damn, making, at least you put in the effort. Yeah, at yeah. least making the model, you had to make something. This right. is just the guy who's. This is the, the equivalent of the guy who stares at you, and you feel healed, Bracco. This is like that type of laziness. Ah, uh, put some effort into your cons, con artists. Your your artists, uh, a little less con, a little more artist. No, they're not. <laughs> they're just stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's just stupid. I mean, really, I could take this picture of my front lawn tomorrow. I, I mean, it's just one way ticket to that conference. Oh, I just, you know, and it makes me cry because people on January 7th through the 10th, 2010, which it's already happened, uh, people paid money for this. We're treated to this. Treated, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to show you something here that hasn't been seen before. It's Chet from next door <laughs> showing off his pruning of his small bushes in his yard. What is the title of this so people can look it up? What is the title of the article? Italian professor to reveal evidence of extraterrestrials among us. By Michael Sala at examiner.com. Honolulu Exopolitics Examiner. Written September 29th at 7.02 a.m. So he not only wrote this tripe, he got up at 7 a.m. to do it. (laughs) That's even more heinous to me. Well, when you live in Hawaii, you're up, believe me. I, I tell you, my jaw is hanging in the air, as our friend Terrence would say. <laughs> I just, I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rarely do we engage this stupid shit on this show, but what is that? <laughs> Jeremy is holding up a, yes, it looks like it's it's an alien rubber doll. That is looking like it's pleading for us just to stop. Please. Just stop. Please stop. I think my my professional opinion is, what? <laughs> you said your catchphrase. Good Lord. You've uh, well, been, been looking extraterrestrials, having lived in several underground bases in Italy from 56 to 78. In Where do you Italy, get the clothes? In Italy. So th- he could be related to... The little girls that Paul Harris has the, uh, the pictures of, because I believe those uh, were Italian. Uh, just, just makes your head hurt. It makes What's your head. Hurt. What are they putting in the water in Italy? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it, it's, it makes my head hurt. Well, it's a rough economy, and they got to make money. Yeah, but Chet from next door. I mean, really? Hey, Bob, stand over by this tree. Let me take a picture of you. Yeah. All right. What are you checking out? A new camera? Click. I got me an alien. I'm I'm aghast. I mean, it, you want to know why Jeff's taking a couple of months off? Just take a look at this article, please. That's 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 part of it. That's part of it. So I've helped you in your decision. Yeah, yeah. I'm fuck coming. I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. No, wait a minute. What am I doing here? I don't belong here. No. Um. I mean, that's 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 a really extreme case from a really extreme guy, and um. Yeah. As he says, the little alien in Jeremy's hand says, "Hands off! This is this is ridiculous." No, I mean, I mean, really, it. Um, this is the kind of stuff that will beat you down, <laughs> uh, just because it, it's so, it's so absurd. 
I mean, really. And I look at, uh, I'm pulling up right now, AboveTopSecret.com, which oddly enough, you know, as much as we feel sometimes that they are not, that the patrons of that message board are not always uh, so critical, some of the stuff lately has been a little better. Yeah, I was really. going to say, lately, they've been, uh, it seems like, cleaning up their act. A little bit. You know, we still have Alien Baby and Dumpster, and uh, <laughs> UFO appears during the movie The Blues Brothers. <laughs> that old chestnut. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, the Terra Papers, Hidden History of the Planet Earth, now online. Quick, get your copy before the aliens take it down, or the government. I, I don't know. Someone asking, does anyone else see E.T. ships above their city? No, but obviously you do, and you should go take a nap. So, you know, it, it just, um, I mean, after a while, what, what do you, what do you do? What do you, what do you... What do you what do you even say to that? I mean, I was watching uh, what you call the daytime TV today. Oh, uh, sorry to hear the that. Steve Wilkos show, as I'm prone to watch, and uh, he had on uh, this guy who was convinced that his wife was a prostitute because two years ago he was outside smoking and he heard his wife and his best friend talking, and he thought he heard the guy say, "Remember that night I pimped you out." Or words to that effect. Pimped you out uh-huh. is the key. And ever since right. then, he's been convinced that his wife uh, was a hooker. And uh, <laughs> so at night he would do th- he would he would you know set up little cameras and traps and shit to try to cap. cap what? Things. He would beat her. I mean, oh, it got really Jesus. bad. Where it was like you know turned into this awful abusive relationship. And so okay, he's on the show, and she takes a DNA test to prove that the kid is his, and um, a lie detector test. And she passes both of them, and um, he has no reaction. And he says, well, I don't, I don't care what that test says. I know what I heard. I know what I heard. And that's, that's where they leave it. This guy, clearly delusional, you know, you might not get that. They, they did a little sort of uh, videotaped, you know, beforehand uh, sort of uh, set up to the story with him. And you would think, oh, just kind of a normal guy until you get this part, and then... His certainty has become a uh, mental illness, essentially. Huh. And uh, I think maybe that's what we're seeing with the UFO field when yeah. no answers are forthcoming and you're so certain that your answers are correct, you just start making them up and believing what you're making up. Yeah. And right now, the woman from that daytime TV show is in a tight leather miniskirt leaning over into the cab of a Ford pickup truck <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I'm just kidding. ironic that. <laughs> uh, no, I I, uh, I think you're right. I think it's um, it's just reached that state for me of like critical mass. I mean, you look at this and it's just more ridiculous every day. And you know, this picture I, 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 is that's the cherry on top of the uh, shit Sunday. You know, I mean, that's that's really what it's become. And I don't care. I don't care how many. Um, uh, gold standards of paranormal radio there are, it's not going to work. You know, it's not, there's nothing, there's nothing going here. And uh, because uh, you, you find out sooner or later that if you're critical and you're, and you, and you think about this with any kind of complexity or you explore different venues, you find out you're in the freaking minority, you know, 
And uh, I, I do believe at some point people will drop away from it just from sheer ridiculous factor and come back wiser for it. I, I, I have to believe that somehow or another that's going to happen, but I've watched it the past 10 years just go steadily down, 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 down. And this exit politics crap is is like the critical mass ingredient here, and the whole thing's just going to implode on itself. Uh, and and oddly enough, it's not it's not just UFOs. It's there's plenty going on the ghost stuff right now too. That um, I mean, Jeremy and I watched a show called Extreme Paranormal Extreme. when he came to 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 visit me, and and in one scene they're in a they're in an old prison, and they find a spot where a man was set a, a fire during a prison riot. He was knocked unconscious and then set on fire. And they found the burn mark on the floor where this man was. And they said, well, in order to call his spirit, we have to outline him in chalk and set uh, and use uh, some type of flammable gel and set his facade on the floor on fire. And when that didn't work, one of the members of the team said, I've got to do a blood ritual. And so he began cutting himself to bleeding and then wiping his blood on the floor. And what you may not have noticed when you watched this wonderful piece of primetime television was that he was rubbing his fingers on a prison floor and then rubbing them into his open wound. <laughs> this is the intelligence level of some people involved in the paranormal. You know, and I wrote this, uh, and I think at some point, this is, the other, this is kind of the other side to the coin of what you're talking about. When you say the people providing these stories have lost it and are just making the stuff up, I think the unfortunate part about it is much like I wrote this thing up for Associated Content that was about paranormal TV and how we have Ghost Hunters and we have uh, Ghost Hunters International and we have all of these different shows, Paranormal State and Psychic Kids and Ghost Lab and, and some of them good, some of them not good, but I look. I, I sit there and I look over the whole landscape of this stuff as a whole, and you see really clearly that when Ghost Hunters started off, they had a good, I mean, month of shows where they didn't catch anything. And I thought, wow, how are these guys staying on the fucking TV when they're not catching anything? But it spoke to the credibility of the show that they weren't going to make anything up. If you don't get anything, you don't get anything. And with the popularity rising in the show and all of these shows, all of a sudden, every week, they're getting some sort of evidence. So the amount of evidence that they gain seems to reflect how popular the shows become. You think that's a coincidence? I mean, really? So I think at the end of the article, what I said was we need a show that asks deeper questions and starts to go in different directions than the standard byline of all these shows is this is real. Yeah, we get it. What else? But the fact that week after week we sit and we watch with wide-eyed amazement at these people tromps around in graveyards to old ships to prisons to houses in that same you know, electric neon green hazy uh, night vision camera doing the same thing week after week, and we're all just fucking enthralled by it. You know, I think that says something about who these people who are just making another program, or, or in Michael Sala's case, just putting up more bullshit. Is that there are people who will subscribe and watch. You know, it's like it's almost like we want to be fooled or we want to be insulted in some way with this stuff too. 
it's almost like people are, are they have this desire to be lied to or uh, a desire to believe the fantastical no matter how ridiculous it may look. You know, it's like I, I don't know where that comes from. Maybe it comes from not reading. Or a desperate need for answer, you know? I'll believe anything. Just give me something, you know? Well, no, I'm serious. Well, what's so wrong with mystery? What's so wrong with saying, I don't know what this is? Well, but that, What's wrong with that? Maybe it comes from lack of reading, lack of religion. I mean, maybe it's just an offshoot of those things that that do create the mystical or get your imagination going or give you a sense of mystery. Yeah. Maybe when you take those things away, it's like every man for himself. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I guess that's what it boils down to. I don't know. But I know we don't do a lot of, uh, and I know we're getting towards the end of the show here, but uh, I know we don't do a lot of those kind of hit shows, or if any, that we've done. Yeah, uh, now, but we do have someone coming on who is ultimately qualified to talk about regression hypnotherapy. And... Uh, and we're going to let him go. And uh, I don't know. He's made it really clear to me that he finds very little common ground, I think, with us on any of the paranormal issues. Mm-hmm. But we're having him on strictly to talk about regression hypnotherapy and what he thinks of it. And, and this is a guy who is not a history professor or an artist. This is a qualified professional to come talk about this and uh, and give his take on it. So, I mean, we've got that coming up. I'm going to be in for that one. But – I mean, hopefully, we'll do more of those, you know, where we kind of go back to where all this crapola in this field started and start kind of clipping away the, I don't know, I think we did a little bit of that with the ghost stuff with Rob Beck when we were talking about the geological effects uh, on consciousness, you know, via limestone, running water, that sort of thing. I think that might have percolated a little bit. But, uh, you know, something like regression hypnotherapy is like a big deal when it comes to experiencer accounts. So I think having this guy on is going to be, I don't know, kind of going back to the roots of where some of this crap all started and maybe help to, I don't know, thin out the, the nonsense. And maybe if we do enough of that, I mean, God knows, I think the Crop Circle show had a, a nice ripple effect. Um, or Crop Circle shows, rather. Um, that it, that it's it's more than about hoaxing and is it real is it not real uh, with all of that I mean hopefully we can have that same ripple effect go through this whole notion of regression hypnotherapy being the end all tool to try to recover memories from any sort of alien quote unquote encounter so anyway folks I will uh, I will be intermittently absent but everybody you know in the meantime have a good rest of winter and. Uh, you know, a couple of months it'll be starting to get a little warm, and uh, and I'll be back into regular rotation. But I think the next couple of shows I might do, but um, and definitely the regression doctor that we're going to have on, uh, I'll be doing that one. But uh, I think after that, I'm just going to take a short respite and uh, and get some stuff done. So uh, I leave you in the hands of Jeremy Vaney. <laughs> Don't fuck up the show. <laughs> It won't be on purpose. You've seen what I've done to the message board while you were away. Don't fuck up the show. Right. Hey, guys and gals. It's Jeff here with a message about Mark Nesbitt's Supernatural Summit, February 19th through the 21st, 2010. 
This is unlike any paranormal conference you've ever been to. In fact, one of the reasons it's so innovative is that you never leave your home. You attend this online. This is a virtual conference. You can be anywhere in the world with net access and from a home PC, a laptop, right down to a cell phone, you can attend this gig. You can ask questions live to the presenters, interact with different exhibitors. Every aspect of an in-person conference is there. This is over 50 hours of presentations and interactions with paranormal investigators, authors, and exhibitors right down to your fellow attendees without the travel cost or hotel expenses. One of the best parts, after this whole thing is over, you've got four weeks to watch recordings of the lectures you may have missed during the live event. You're not going to miss anything but the hotel bills, the travel nonsense, and of course your missed work time. There's also exhibitor booths where you can shop from home for books, DVDs, and even investigation equipment. So you're not even missing the, the tables you'd normally see at a conference. Some of the presenters, some of the best out there, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, Scott Crownover, Lane Crosby, Dr. Charles Emmons, Rob Conover, John Zappas, and even the dear friend of this show, Mr. Mark Nesbitt. And that's just some of the great presenters you'll be able to hear and interact with. Now, here's the deal for our listeners. You're saying, what's this cost? Well, the cost, if you mention Paratopia and register before February 15th, the cost is $50. That's $25 off the regular mission for the whole conference. Now, in addition to the discount, Mark's decided to do something even more special for our Paratopia listeners. Again, go to www.supernaturalsummit.com. Mention Paratopia when you register. You'll not only get the discount, but in addition to that, you'll be automatically entered for a drawing to win a night's investigation with Mark Nesbitt and me, Jeff Ritzman from Paratopia. So guys, head on over right now, www.supernaturalsummit.com. Get registered. Again, the date for this is the 19th of February through the 21st of February. Go check it out, www.supernaturalsummit.com. Dot com.